Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points.
everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Game Ass. It's been a while, a week again. I'm sorry that I'm not doing shows as often as I usually do, but I have been so busy, 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 busy with my actual career. <laughs> so um, I haven't had time to do shows as often as I typically do. I'm just doing one about once a week these days. But uh, hopefully things will slow down eventually and I'll be able to do shows more often. But anyway, thanks for listening. When you do listen, I do appreciate it. Um, I am, um, what is today? This is Thursday. So uh, we're talking tonight about um, several things going on with the gay culture. Um, One of which is um, something I can kind of relate to, or not relate to, but something that kind of hits home for me uh, here in Texas, something that happened that's kind of all over the gay news world today. Um, And also um, talking about um, some other issues uh, related to the gay community. Um, There's also a gay porn star, another gay porn star is dead. That's been happening a lot lately. Um, it's really weird. Actually, we're talking about that and also protecting LGBT workers. Uh, the federal government's doing that now. And, uh, thanks to Obama and, um, some other things. So that's what we're talking about tonight. By the way, if you want to check me out, you can go to offlimitsshow.com. You can follow me on Twitter off limits show or on Facebook off limits show or off limits radio. And, um, also if you want to listen on iTunes, you can listen to all the gay mass shows on iTunes by searching for gay mass and uh, looking for the rainbow flag that says gay mass on it. Also brain purge, which I haven't done in a while. You can search for that as well as off limits show shows. So thanks for listening. Those of you listen, I appreciate it. So, um, there is a couple here in Texas of which I am, uh, living in, unfortunately, born and raised native Texan, if you didn't know that already. And, um, it's really sad that in the state, uh, as big as it is, and as many diverse, you know, individuals as we have here in Texas, that we have, um, such bigotry and hatred in our, uh, government, uh, our state government, uh, specifically the judges and people like that. You know, we are a, uh, very red state. However, it's probably going to be going blue this coming year because of Wendy Davis, um, whom, if you don't know who she is, she, uh, is a Democrat, liberal Democrat, and she uh, got you know a lot of fame this past couple of years because she um, did a filibuster where she stood there for I think like 24 hours or 26 hours or something crazy, um, trying to prevent the state of Texas from um, making it more difficult for women to have abortions. And so she kind of rose to, to, to fame as a result of that. Anyway, uh, so it's it's likely that um, she has a lot of support. Um, it's very unlikely that she'll win because we are a red state and Democrat hasn't been in office, I think, since Ann Richards, who was awesome. But um, um, And she was uh, unseated by uh, George Bush that became our president later, unfortunately. Um, but anyway... Um, my point is, is that it's even though she might become, it may, the state may go blue finally to some degree. Finally, the tipping point may be reached. You know, we are a state in Texas where almost everyone is Republican, or you know, it's run by Republicans anyway. It's very red, so it doesn't surprise me that this particular story actually um, has happened and continues to occur here in Texas. But their names are Jason Hanna and Joe Riggs, and they're. Uh, the fathers of Lucas and Ethan, who were both born in April, uh, after they connected with a surrogate mom by the name of Charlene. And each of the men is the biological father of one of the babies. But because Texas has a ban on gay marriage 
it was although it was ruled unconstitutional by a federal judge last February, but that decision was stayed pending appeal. Um, and because a judge can use his or her own discretion in these cases, neither of the men is currently on the birth certificates of either of the boys, nor have they been able to co-adopt each other's biological child. You're listening to the Michelangelo Signorelli Show on Sirius XM. Our family, um, so technically, I don't have any legal rights at all right now to Jason's biological child. So traveling, I could run into issues with somebody, questions, what relationship do you have with this child? I mean, I would say he's my son. Um, but according to the state of Texas, he's just a, a, some other kid. Right. Um, so it becomes really important from a family unit perspective. Um, everything from medical coverage to, um, can you name it from a legal perspective, I don't have any legal rights to, to act accordingly for, my, for my, what I perceive and what I consider as my, my son. The Michelangelo Signorelli Show. Okay, so that's a quote from the show. And he, so as he's saying, he has absolutely no rights. And the reason they need these rights is obvious. obvious. They need the rights, as he just mentioned, because they need to be able to um, have rights or access to the child in times of, um, you know, emergency or for enrollment in school and just for obvious reasons and also to be a family under the law and for tax benefits and for protection of the child. I mean, on and on and on. So it's ridiculous that the state of Texas is re- refusing to acknowledge them as the fathers, um, especially since they are the biological fathers and can prove they're the fathers through DNA, but it's only because they're gay that they are not being allowed to be considered the fathers. Only the surrogate mother who has absolutely no biological relationship to the boys since the embryos were transferred to her from a different mother is on the birth certificates. So basically the men are not legally defined as the parents of their own children. And, um, although they have, like I said, the DNA test for proof, you know, they're worried particularly if something were to happen to one of them while the other one was not able to co-adopt the other person's biological child. Um, and they talk more about it here. If I can play it, hold on. You're listening. Because as of right now in Texas, two men cannot be on the birth certificate. So, uh, our attorney, you know, followed the letter of the law, and as of right now, only the surrogate mom is on the birth certificate. And dad's there is no dad listed. Uh, so we petitioned the court, and we had DNA testing, um, you know, there and provided to the judge to ultimately remove the surrogate mom from the birth certificate, who has no biological tie to the boys. Um, we would like each biological dad to be placed on the birth certificate of their own of our own son. And then we also petitioned to proceed with the second parent adoption. Um, and ultimately, the entire petition was denied. The Michelangelo Signorelli Show. So, yeah, so that's that's the, the, what's going on with it. I mean, so it's so ridiculous. So basically, I mean, first of all, Texas does not recognize gay marriage still, even though, as I said, it was overturned recently um, and it stayed, the decision stayed until further appeals or whatever. But... Um, in Texas, they can't recognize gay couples. They won't. They refuse to. But I don't understand what that has to do with the children. The children that are of gay families or gay parents, especially if they're biological, um, belong to them regardless. And the fact that they won't put two two dads on one birth certificate is stupid. Who the fuck cares? Because obviously the person who gave 
birth to this fucking kid is not <laughs> not their kid. It's not they're not related to the child at all. So and the egg is by an anonymous donor. So no one's ever going to know who the mom is, the, the biological mother. So the only parents these kids have are the their actual fathers. So who the fuck cares? If it were a heterosexual couple and the heterosexual couple were living in Texas and they wanted to um, they did the same thing. They had a surrogacy and the mom, um, had, uh, couldn't have kids or something. So she had another woman's egg implanted into her. She had the baby, um, or she couldn't even have the baby cause it would risk her health. And so she had a surrogate deliver the baby, but the father was the actual adoptive. I mean, the father was the actual biological parent. Then there's no problem. Then the state of Texas will say, oh, okay, you're married. So we'll give you guys, uh, both of you, name you both as co-parents and um, put you on there. Even though the mother that's on the death, the birth certificate has nothing to do with the child biologically, they'll still do it. So obviously it's blatant discrimination in this case. And, you know, I'm not surprised. Obviously this is, of course, Texas. And it is going, even once um, the law uh, is overturned in Texas against gay marriage, which um, actually has already happened, but I mean, when it goes into effect in about probably a year or two after all the appeals run out um, and, and appeals to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court's going to finally say the same thing every other state has said that, oh, sorry, it's their federal constitutional right, then you can't deny them. Um, it's ultimately going to happen. And so when that happens, when we are recognized as um, equals under the law of Texas in terms of marriage, um, they're going to find some other way, of course, to, to try to make it so that they, two guys can't adopt a kid or two women can adopt a kid that's their own. Um, and this has been, you know, one of the reasons why I've been so trepidatious myself and my husband and I have been trepidatious in actually adopting kids because, excuse me, actually having kids this method through surrogacy because it is incredibly, incredibly complicated especially in a state that doesn't recognize our marriage, even though our marriage is legal in Connecticut and recognized by the federal government, it's not recognized by the state of Texas. So because of that, um, it, it makes it incredibly difficult as this story illustrates. Obviously, um, you know, it's not as simple as the fact, oh, well, you're the biological parent, therefore, of course, you should be on the birth certificate. Nope not going to happen in the state of Texas as long as they can try, as long as they can, can try to do whatever they can to, you know, um, make it difficult for us as gay people. Um, but this is one of the reasons why, you know, we have, have been so trepidatious about diving into that whole thing. Um, other than the fact that it's going to cost probably hundred thousand dollars to $200,000, depending if we have one kid or two, um, to go through the whole route, uh, unless we find some woman who wants us to buy her, buy a, buy her a Mercedes or something in, in lieu of it, then we'll do it that way. But anyway, or Tesla or something. <laughs> Um, anybody who's out there who's listening, who wants to be a surrogate in exchange for a new brand new Tesla, let me know. Um, but anyway, I, I think that it's, um, it's ridiculous and it's just a matter of time, of course, like everything else with what is civil rights, uh, for we gay people, um, that we will ultimately get our, um, equality. And so they just want to make it as difficult as possible for as long as possible, of course. Uh, but this is one reason why adoption would be much easier, even though adoption is difficult in Texas for gay people or gay couples. Um, you can adopt as a single person, but not as a couple, because you can't, if you adopt as a couple, then they're considering that to be a gay marriage. So uh, it's so fucking frustrating. And, you know, what are they doing, really? They're they're denying this, this kid or these kids, rather, these twins that are, um, you know, <laughs> related to the same biological mother. 
and have two different dads, um, but would be growing up together. They're denying that they are a family, that these two men and these two children are a family. Now, what is a family? Hello, a family is not just biologically related individuals. It's never been just biologically biologically related individuals. It has always been defined and redefined as other things, especially in this day and age where we have single mothers, single fathers, we have two moms, two dads, we have, um, I I don't know, we have so many things. Yes, um, by the way, what's her name there? Hold on. Somebody just tweeted me. (laughs) I was listening to my show. I wish I had... What the fuck does that say? I can't read your tw- your name. It's at love live love live sheer or some fucking thing. I don't know. But anyway, thanks for listening anyway. But they said Tesla really. Yeah, Tesla. I mean, it's worth it to me. Um, but anyway, I got off the track there. Sorry. Thanks for listening, by the way. Um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So it, it's just a matter of time. Hopefully it's going to happen and we'll just see what happens in the future. So that's what that story is about. And, you know, um, oh, that's what I was trying to say. What is a family? A family is not just, it's what you make it. So, you know, when I was growing up, I had my mom and my grandmother and myself, and we were a family. That's, that's who we were. Um, I grew up with them primarily throughout most of my life. And, um, you know, throughout my 18 years and my, uh, you know, small kid years or whatever, I grew up with them and that we were a family. So anyone to say we weren't a family is ridiculous. Yes, we were all related, but I've seen people who um, have na- taken a kid who's a fr- of a friend or a family member or of someone, a complete stranger or whatever. Are they a family? Yes. Um, just because you adopt someone, you adopt someone and they're not blood related and yet you're, you still have a mom and a dad, or you have two dads and two moms or whatever, and you just have, or you just have one dad and one mom, whatever. Is that not a family? Of course it is. A family is not just about bio, biology. It never has been. It never will be. Um, and to deny these children the um, recognition of who they are um, is, is wrong, and it pisses me off. There was, I don't know if you guys have seen this, there was a hilarious um, video, it was kind of gross in a way, to me, um, of, uh, there has been this study about brown bears and how obviously they're one of the only species that give and receive oral sex for pleasure. Um, sometimes a lot of animals will do it or specifically bears sometimes will do it because they are stressed out or something just themselves and sort of like a stress coping mechanism, not just for, not just for pleasure, but these Brown bears, apparently, um, there's like a video of it or, or snapshots of it, them actually doing it. It's really weird and kind of funny. Um, but these bears, uh, as according to the zoo biology journal, uh, and the Department of Wildlife Conservation um, in Poland say that bears uh, actually do uh, perform oral sex on each other. And they have done, these particular bears have done so over the past six years just for pleasure and not for any other reason. So first of all, I guess they're gay. And secondly, <laughs> they do it because they want to, which is what we humans do. So they found that to be interesting. And, you know, that's just another example of the fact that we gay people, gays, gay homosexuality exists in nature. You know, it always pisses me off when people are saying, it doesn't piss me off so much. It just annoys me, I guess. And people say, oh, gay is unnatural or being gay is, is against God or whatever bullshit they say. And it's completely fucking 
ridiculous to say that because it's obvious that being gay is natural. It isn't, it isn't all nature. It is in almost every species you've seen it. It's been witnessed and it's recorded, scientifically recorded. We, we witness it in our own animals sometimes. And it's a natural phenomena for some people and for some animals, just like being heterosexual is a natural phenomena for some people and some, some, heterose- some um, animals. So it's not like um, being gay is unnatural. And so anytime anybody says it's unnatural, they're wrong. Um, and even people will say, oh, what about the act of being gay? Well, there's no act of being gay. If you're talking about anal sex, well, that's one thing. But heterosexual people have anal sex as well. And anal sex has been around for a very long time and is a natural expression of the body, just like anything else, just like anybody else would do. So it has nothing to do with being natural or unnatural. It's just an expression, just like anything else is a sexual expression, I mean. So, um, Anyway, it pisses me off people say that, but it's just one more example of how nature um, expresses itself uh, in many ways and in shows you that gay people and homosexuality in general is anything but unnatural, obviously. Um, <clears throat> so I was going to talk also about the fact that there was another uh, dead gay porn star. Um, I had a friend... Um, uh, for many years who, who was totally in love with this guy and he was his favorite porn star. Um, his name was Cameron Fox. <laughs> and I always thought Cameron Fox was okay, I guess, but I always thought he looked like a little midget. Um, he's like really short and squat and I don't, I never found him that attractive, but my friend always found them really attractive. Um, but anyway, so as soon as I found out, I emailed my friend and said, Oh my God, your best, your favorite person just died or whatever your favorite porn star. But the weird thing is, and I'm sure most of you recognize this and realize this, that we have had, um, all of these deaths in the gay community, or I should say the gay porn community, of which I'm not a part, by the way, um, the gay porn community has had a great number of deaths in the past few years. Uh, many big names in gay porn are Pat Mikolos, um, uh, Kristen Fox. Um, there's several other ones. I can't remember their names, but that have died. Um, and they haven't died of like AIDS or, you know, or sexual transmitted disease or anything like that. It's been like suicide or murder, or it's always been something horrible like that. And it's really bizarre. They just keep dropping like flies and, um, for no reason, it's just strange. And so obviously there's something going on in the gay porn world that is, um, fostering some sort of environment that creates people, um, create suicidal tendencies or murderous homicidal tendencies, uh, in people because, um, it, it keeps happening. And so I'm wondering what that's about. And I thought about it and I thought, well, maybe it's, you know, could be several things. First of all, obviously, uh, drugs are typically rampant in the gay porn industry, um, both for performance reasons as well as for um, for fun and uh, enhancement. Um, you know, and so they people do ecstasy or or. Um, I don't know, whatever drug. I'm not a drug person, so I don't really know. Molly, I guess, or whatever. They do all these kind of drugs to to get them in the mood. And sometimes they do the porn for the drugs because they're addicted, you know, or if it's meth or heroin or whatever. And so I think that's one thing. And I think, obviously, if you're involved in, in, in drug abuse, then obviously you're going to certainly uh, want to um, – you're going to eventually – get to the point that you're going to actually fucking 
um, be involved with the wrong people. Um, you know, if you're around a bunch of people who do drugs all the time, you know, I'm not saying people who do drugs are bad people per se, but that environment, people, it's a bunch of addictive people who are people who are addicted to drugs and people who are selling drugs. So people who are selling drugs who are greedy and wanting money and they'll give a shit about anything else, the health of the people that they're selling them to or whatever. And so they'll lace it with things, you know, that could kill people or whatever, just because it fills it out and makes it cheaper for them to sell. Or they'll sell to people they know are strung out or they know that are that are going to die if they keep doing the drugs. And then the people who do the drugs are strung out, so they'll do whatever they can. And so, you know, a lot of times people just have no, um, who are addicted um, in that kind of culture, they have absolutely no sense of, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Self-esteem, really. And the, all they care about is their their next fix or whatever. And sometimes it's sexual addiction. Sometimes it's, you know, it's all kinds of addiction, I think, that are running rampant. And the kind of person that is going to be a porn star, um, it, most of the time, I think, is not going to... Uh, be the most well-adjusted individual. I mean, if you're going to be someone who has sex on camera for money, um, most of the time, I'm not saying this is always true of every single porn star. I think some porn stars can be quite well-adjusted, know what, exactly what they're getting into and not actually have an issue with it. Um, and actually come out, you know, on the other side, you know, when, once they're used up in the industry, so to speak. Um, but I think a lot of them go into it just for the same reason people who go into being uh, a famous actor or actress or singer or someone who wants to be famous or whatever, just because they want to fill that void in their soul. Um, and I think that they are already kind of um, on, on the kind of precipice of, of – um, of um, sanity in some ways or depression or, or whatever. And so the fact that they are – like that when they come to the to the uh, porn industry and they get all these accolades and this attention and all this money etc initially um until you know they're used up because essentially the cachet or the sexual sexual sexuality or the sexiness of a porn star wears off after a while when people start to see them over and over and over and over and over again that's why like certain gay porn stars um like um ryan idol and um some Joey Stefano when he was around and several other, several other ones didn't like do a lot of porn all the time. They'd spread it out over many years because they knew that they had a shelf life. And so I think some people get to the point where their shelf life is up and they probably get depressed and they get, they get addicted to the money and sometimes the drugs, like I said, and they have to find something real to do, like a real job. And if they're not going to find something in the porn industry, like they're doing their own studio or producing their own porn, then they're going to probably have to go find a real job, like wherever. And most of the time, people who are in porn don't have a lot of skills. Now, that's not always true because, for example, our Arpad Mikolos, whatever, was like a brain chemist or like a, a rocket scientist or some crazy shit, neuroscientist or something. <laughs> and he was like a huge porn star. Um, but he obviously didn't have to do this. He could have done other things, but he enjoyed it. Um, he also committed suicide or was found dead or whatever, too. I think he committed suicide. Um, so if you don't have any other skills and this is all you have left and you get addicted to the money or the drugs or the fame or whatever, I think a lot of them end up either killing themselves or... Uh, end up selling themselves as escorts, obviously, which is also not a good uh, industry to be in, I think, um, in terms of safety and uh, long-term or longevity, generally speaking, especially if you're bottom probably. <laughs> so I think it's, um, it's sad. It's really sad that this keeps happening in the gay, 
the gay world and hopefully it's hopefully it's going to change um i don't know what's going on i'm I'm not the gay world but the gay porn world um i'm not sure what's going on but i hope someone gets to the bottom of it obviously some kind of horrible phenomena is going on in the gay porn industry and not only we're losing these beautifully attractive men um you know and probably really nice people as well and good people not always but sometimes probably they are um you know part of our community and so we have to remember that this is part of our community and we can't just stand by and do anything about it or say anything about it so my part is to try to say you know let's do something about it i don't know what the fuck we're supposed to do about it (laughs) But if anybody has any ideas, let me know. I'm going to take a break, come back, and we're going to wrap up the show. Be right back after this.
right, so we're back. Um, so one more thing I want to talk about tonight was the um, fact that Obama, our president, by the way, <laughs> he said that um, he is now going to sign an executive order uh, banning uh, workplace discrimination against gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgendered individuals. And I think that's incredible and wonderful. Um, you know, and he's, although I think he should do it not just for federal for federal government workers, but for everybody, but, um, it's a start, but I was thinking about, you know, this and, um, first of all, I want to say that Barack Obama has done more for gay people than any other president that we've ever had. He, he is. Uh, and so, you know, even though many of you may have issues with him politically, as I do for some of the things he's done, um, more war related stuff for me than anything. And some other things he's done, I haven't, I don't agree with the majority of things he's done. I really look at, um, you know, when I look at them objectively, especially he's done a fucking a lot for America. He's done a lot, uh, for the liberal agenda and he's done a lot for gay people. And as I said, more than any other president in the history of this country. And I think we have to remember that even though he's not perfect as no president is or ever will be, um, he has done a great fucking amount for us as gays, lesbians, bisexual and transgender people in this country. Could he have done more? Could he do more? Yeah. I mean, he's not gay, so he's not going to go out there and just say, girls, we're doing this today. Um, he's just going to, he has to go through his channels and all that bullshit. You know, the bureaucracy of running government, especially when you're the president. Um, and I understand that. Um, and that's okay. So anyway, um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, so because of this, um, you know, it, it is true, you know, as a gay person in most states, you know, it, working in the private sector now specifically, uh, you can be fired for being gay. <clears throat> you can be fired or um, even harassed at work or whatever. And if it's a gay thing, it's not even protected under most states, um, constitutions or whatever, uh, or state law. I know in Texas it's not illegal. Now Dallas City, the city of Dallas has a ban on gay, lesbian, uh, by transgender um, discrimination. So if you work for the city of Dallas, where I live, then it isn't uh, an issue. Well, it doesn't mean it's not an issue, but it's not a um, it's not a uh, uh, it's not allowed by the law. At least it's protected. You're protected under the law if that happens. But in most places, in private, you know, business corporations, whatever, you are not protected. So <laughs> you can just be fired. And most people are like, first of all, I've told people people this before, and they're friends of mine or whatever, straight people, and they're like, "Wow, really? You can be fired for being gay?" I'm like, "Yeah." And a lot of people don't even re realize that or recognize the fact that you can just be fired because of your sexual orientation, even though it has absolutely nothing to do with your fucking job. I don't care what you do, unless you're in the porn industry. It doesn't fucking matter what goddamn dick you suck or vagina you lick or whatever. Who the fuck cares? It's no one's fucking business but yours and your partner or your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or whatever. It's no one's fucking business. So it doesn't even fucking make sense. So the fact that it's not even protected under this, when gays, lesbians, bisexual, and transgender people are considered a class of people as ruled by the federal government uh, and the Supreme Court, uh, that we are considered a class of people like um, African-Americans, like Hispanics, like, you know, Asians and by race or like women, like whatever. We are a class of people that are to be protected. So it is no one's fucking business that 
uh, I'm gay when I go to a job. As long as I do my job well, who the fuck gives a shit? Now, I, I have worked places in the past, you know, before I worked for myself. Um, I've been self-employed since I was since 25, so it's been a long time. But um, I have worked places where they have they were very highly conservative, and um, they didn't know I was gay until I told them I was gay. I mean, they actually would ask me about my my you know if I was married or getting married or dating or whatever this particular place, and I would say, yeah, I never lied about it. I never never said it was a guy, you know. Um, and I don't know how they didn't know I was gay, but they didn't. But anyway, so I, um, you know, eventually got to the point where I just couldn't. I couldn't deal. I, I'm the kind of person that I can't. I can't be somebody I'm not. And I, I would never go back in the closet ever again. But you know, in my early mid twenties, I was just trying to make my way up the corporate ladder or whatever, and trying to make my way uh, through the system. And um, I was trying to keep my nose clean, so to speak. So, so I was trying not to make way and trying to say, be a team player, whatever. But it was really hard for me, someone who's outspoken as I am and very, very um, political <laughs> to hear people talking about how wonderful George Bush was or whatever, or about how gross the gays are or, you know, whatever. So, and I, one time somebody had asked me or said something that's so gay or whatever. And I was like, excuse me, I don't appreciate you using gay in the pejorative in my presence. And like, what do you mean? It's like, it's not nice to say something's gay and mean it's something gross or bad or wrong or evil. Um, just say it's gross, bad, wrong, evil. Don't use the word gay because I don't appreciate it because I'm gay. And so then I came out and then after that I was gone <laughs> and there's nothing I could do about it. Nothing I could do about it. And that's just, that's just the reality of where we live today uh, in most States. Now there are some States that do have protections. I think California does. I'm not sure. I should have researched it, but I didn't. Um, but Texas, I know does not. And eventually it will be a federal mandate, of course. Um, but um but right now it's not, but that's the world we live in today. And, you know, discrimination is rampant and, um, you know, especially online or, uh, if you're somebody who's online a lot or, um, your, you know, um, uh, personality or whatever, celebrity or something, <clears throat> you certainly know that racism and bigotry and, um, homophobia, those things are rampant and you get Twitter tweets and things like that about it all the time or emails, or whatever. I personally don't get them anymore because I think people are afraid of me generally, but I don't. Um, as I, as in high school, you know, I've said this before, when I was in high school, I, I was openly gay from the time I was 14 years old and no one bothered me ever. I got bothered in middle school when I was in the closet and, and not open and honest about who I was. But once I came out when I was 14, my freshman year in high school, I was never bothered. No one bothered me or anything. And I think when people realize and recognize that you don't feel ashamed about who and what you are, that you don't give a fuck what people thing. You really honestly don't give a fuck. Not just say that, but you really don't give a fuck that people like you or don't like you or whatever. People you don't even fucking know. Uh, people that are typically beneath you in terms of character or in terms of, um, you know, their experiences in life, whatever. I think that you realize that, you know, I think they realize that y they can't really touch you emotionally or in a negative way. And I think that's why it's so important for gay people um, gays, lesbians, bi, transgender people, whatever, to come out and, and be who you are because it gives you a power that you can never have being in the closet and lying about what and who you are. And the, being in the closet or whatever and hiding behind fear because of what your family's going to think or your friends are going to think or whatever is an excuse. And it is not to say that it would ever be easy to lose those people. It's not. And it wouldn't be. And 
it's not to say that you would lose them anyway, but to be in the closet and to hide who you are, a part of yourself, of course, being gay is not everything. It's not all of who you are, but it's a part of who you are and a beautiful part of who and what you are. So if that's who you are and you're hiding it, you're, as I say, dimming your own light and um, you're squelching your own, your own rainbow, <laughs> so to speak. You're in the darkness and the cold, and that's a miserable place to be. So I advise anyone who's listening who is in the closet and, and struggling to come out to do it because there, as I said, is a power. There is a power that comes with being yourself, whether it's being gay or whatever. Being yourself has a power that means that no one can ever touch you because if you live in your truth of who and what you are, whatever that is, then anything anyone else says to you can never touch you and harm you because you fucking know who you are. And that is the most, the most, the most fucking power you can ever have is to be yourself, live in your own truth and to love yourself. And no one can ever beat that or take that away from you. So I want to thank you guys for listening tonight. I will be back hopefully sooner than next week. If not, I'll definitely be back next Thursday for another gay mass show. And I want to thank everybody who uh, was on Twitter tonight. I want to thank you. Love live sheer. <laughs> I think that's how you say your name and everyone else who was listening. I appreciate it. Ginger Sheridan as well. Um, thanks for listening and I'll be back next week. Good night. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 